0: Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back. Today we're here with Emily Blaylock. She's the Senior Vice President and Chief Lending Officer for Northwest Bank. Emily, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Dane, for having me.
0: I'm very glad that you're able to come on today. You're an interesting guest today because though you're not an economic developer, you work for a bank in the economic development division. Is this is this something new, or how did that come about?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I'll say Northwest Bank of Trust is an entrepreneurial bank. So you never hear those two words in the same sentence usually, but we try to think creatively around what's going to really drive value for clients out there and where we can find niches. And one of the areas that we thought that we really specialize in was bringing more economic development to communities. And so we've really established lenders with economic development, background expertise, as well as our, ourselves in the bank that really understand monetizing and what it means in those calculations. And ultimately, we want to give that benefit to both the developer and also help that municipality in the end to bring a project to fruition. So,
0: Gotcha. And I'd assume banking laws and banking rules, is there a specific geographic area that you service?
1: So primarily in the commercial loan area we service the quad cities it's the area right where Iowa mm-hmm. meets Illinois and the Mississippi River so that's our primary commercial lending aspect however in the economic development division we are um national so uh recently we just closed our ninth state since we started this about a year ago
0: and so all of our listeners this is applicable for them Good. That's
1: right so yeah we're national now and yeah we we talk to people all over. TIF is pretty generic that can be transferred between states. There are state statutes that may differ slightly and some of the vernacular kind of changes between states, but for the most part, the actual application of how you calculate those are the same.
0: Gotcha. So why don't you walk our uh, listeners through a very basic overview of what is the TIF? What's it stand for? what, How does it work? And how would how it would be applicable for them?
1: Yeah. so TIF is tax increment financing. And what that really means is that when a developer uh, is interested or a municipality is interested in taking a project, and this can slightly differ for statutes, but for the most part, it a TIF um, eligible district is formed, and that is based upon a need for, you know, improving a blum or slided area, or there might be additional, you know, environmental needs that need to be done to the land. And so there's reasons for why those municipalities will create that TIF district. But then once a TIF district is created, it allows for, if a developer comes to the table and municipality has put out for, hey, we want to redevelop this area and developers come and want to put in their bids for those projects, uh, but maybe the numbers don't make sense because they've got to either rehab a really abandoned building, or again, they have to do environmental mediation to the area, or there's some acreage that just isn't usable. And so there's a lot of additional costs that may occur within the infrastructure needed to be developed for that land. And so that's what these incentives are placed for, is for the developer to get reimbursed some of those you know, infrastructure costs that are really eating at the cash flow or the budget for that developer. So when you have a base value of that land that exists or that building that's established there and that change, that's the base set. And then when the developer is all said and done, they have this nice pretty rehab building or whatever, and that has its own value and that future value. And so the difference between the base value And that future value of that building is what creates that increment value. And then the tax increment is what is calculated from the tax rate times the increment value, and you get your tax increment amount on an annual basis. And so where we come in is that when the municipality agrees that the developer can get reimbursed some of these expenses for the infrastructure, usually And there are different ways to do this, but usually a municipality will allow for a pay-as-you-go TIF, which means that they're going to reimburse that developer that increment tax payment each year. And so that developer will get that payment back in their pocket as a reimbursement. So where we come in is we say, okay, we understand that you're gonna get this future annual payment back from the municipality, And so we will take a net present value of those future values of all those increment payments during the life of that TIS district and give you all those funds up front. And so now the developer has a bulk lump sum of a payment that they can use to invest in that project as equity, which usually these projects, there's always that last minute, oh my gosh, I need so much more equity to bring to the table and I hope I don't blow up this project, but that's what we're We're here to do is provide maybe that ending gap equity need by providing those funds up front, which then satisfies the underlying construction lender, satisfies developer need for cash at the table, if possible. And then we have our collateral is those increment payments that would be given to the developer now come to the bank as payment down on that loan.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So let's just walk through this. Uh, Again, very simply, uh, so that that we're sure that everybody understands the property has a base base value and then has a future value. Correct. Okay. So the difference between those times the local tax rate is that increment. Yes. And so that's what's being financed. And the community is doing this because they have a somewhat distressed piece of property that if something was done to it, it would be worth more in the future to the city coffers. And so then they create a TIF district, they do this, however that happens to play out in their state, and then the developer comes in and does a project. And as part of that TIF district, because the community is expecting to get more money in the future, they can say, you know what? We'll give you these payments to pay for this part of the, maybe the infrastructure the remediation or whatever on an annual basis, Mm -hmm. then the city goes to your bank or the developer goes to your bank to get that TIFF, get the lump sum. How I didn't yeah, understand more, how that part worked.
1: More often than not, it's the developer coming to us because they're our end clients. The city and or municipality plays obviously a very important role in all this understanding sure. and ultimately in our documents we have a our collateral assignment then includes a consent agreement which okay. then tells says that the village acknowledged that the developer is assigning those payments to us. And so the village or city is already in that consent agreement. So they're part of this whole arrangement, but usually the first initial ask comes from a developer saying, hey, I need to figure out a way to to capitalize on this. But we have had many referrals from municipalities at the same time.
0: Oh, I'd imagine so, so because it seems like it makes it easier. So then the the developer then comes to you with their TIF arrangement, or they're, they're going to get these. Yeah, gonna, so that's yeah. called
1: the development agreement. The development um, agreement. So the development agreement is between the municipality and the developer. And that's where they lay out those terms of, hey, we're going to give you X reimbursement every year. Or like I said, it can sometimes come in a form of a TIF note from a municipality saying, this is what we agreed to pay you every year. So it just depends on how the village or municipality or city is setting that up, but that comes in the form of the development agreement. So we're reviewing that development agreement initially to make sure that we can
0: lend on this structure. Is that the basis of underwriting, I guess, is my question? Yeah,
1: so we're lending on those future increment payments to come in. And so to back up to that, it's, remember I said that the calculation was your tax rate times that increment value. and so what is happening where if you follow the cash, okay, or the money, the developer is going to own that project in the end. And so they will have a property tax bill. And so that property tax bill has to be paid. So the developer pays the property tax bill. The property tax bill goes to that municipality. The municipality collects those funds and then in turn pays the bank. And that is what we're underwriting is to make sure that we're all on the same page with what that property tax bill
0: is going to be. That's... Much simpler, I think, than than I was originally envisioning how this was all working out. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I'd imagine this is quite a resource for mm-hmm. communities to to know that this exists. Was this uh, something that's widely available in the industry, and I just didn't know about it, or is this um, something relatively new?
1: No, I'd say I say TIFF, You know, TIF is not new, but I think that monetizing TIF is not as well found, or it's marked, or it's not marketed right now the banks are doing it, but not in a um niche way like we are, where we're really seeking these out to find extra funds for people. and but so I would say that's why it seems like it's fairly new. I still think the education is really where we're focused on. We're really trying to attend and and even local working with locals and national basis of really getting out the education that this tool is available and we can make it simple and make it easy. So that's where we're at, like in our process of getting out there.
0: I know of a number of TIF projects or a number of potential developers that have come in, in in areas around Galveston County here. And they've said, we want to build this, whatever it is, whether it's a subdivision or it's a, they want to, you know, put in a commercial thing or an an industrial project. And they've said, we think we need a TIF district or we want a TIF district. And they have these ideas. And then there's a lot of debate in the local community, is this something that we want to do? And then the community always wants to spend the least that they possibly can. And the developer wants to get as much as he possibly can. And so there's always this sort of difference and there's always this tension. But I'd imagine if there were mechanisms to capitalize their TIF payments, that that would make some of those differences much less, not as great. And yeah, that's very interesting. That's what you guys are up to. And- I think also the other thing that's really interesting is that here you are, you're on this podcast, you're spreading the word about this and talking right. about this. I, I stumbled on that you have a YouTube video that is right. I think what is Correct. it what is a TIFF? And that was very informative. I've never seen that before. You're the first that's the first one that I've seen. So <laughs> is this was this something that Northwest Bank is really committed to? That you said that this is a sort of a new division within the bank, this economic right. development division. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, so I'll try and summarize this pretty well, but for the most part, what has been happening in the banking industry in general has been a lot of consolidation from, you know, large banks consolidating many of the smaller community banks that are out there. And so when we had an opportunity to really look at where are we going next and how can we as a community bank keep surviving in in that type of competitive environment? And so it brought us to research, you know, more on these niche markets that give us an edge and differentiate ourselves from, you know, other banks. And we really are commercial real estate focused. And so that was the kind of leeway into economic development and its understanding that real estate and that underlying asset. And then that coupled with where the economy is going and how we continue to strive to build up these communities in the area. We saw it as a way we can be a pillar at the table when we're discussing economic development. And forming a division around that led us to find experts in that field and be able to educate ourselves and partner with the right legal counsel, for example, and bring that expertise to these communities up front. Because I do talk with a lot of on the flip side, municipality attorneys, and TIF attorneys, they're out there, but they're few and they're working hard to get these projects to get to feasibility, you know, point. And so um, I think there's just a gap there in that industry of just bringing the whole deal to the finish line, especially with construction costs rising. You have these last minute plays there. You've got, like I said, banks being really competitive, the financing piece. You got cash, liquid cash out there in the economy right now, but Structuring it is a completely different animal. So I think we just saw the right time to capitalize on this niche specifically. And we had done one TIF loan back in 2013
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and, and upon renewal, when we revalued that TIF, we were able to give that borrower additional funds. And usually that doesn't happen. Usually the bank isn't saying, uh, thanks for paying your loan as a great, but by the way, I'm going to give you extra money now. And so that kind of triggered another aspect of, hey, we're making this work with our structure and we're able to keep providing additional value for our clients. That led to uh, me doing a research paper on uh, TIF is not a four-letter word because we want to basically re-educate people and the public as well that TIF is really a vital tool for these communities to use and it can really help be a catalyst for these areas that have otherwise sat abandoned.
0: Exactly. Hey, th- you seem like you're in the right place at the right time. As a banker, can you tell us: are interest rates going to go up, or uh, what's going to what's going to happen? How, what's the from your perspective? What's the state of the economy and and where it's headed?
1: Yeah, our interest rates going to go up. Yes, <laughs> I do see that happening. Yes. Now, is the actual market? The market is actually the borrower market. They're delayed. Are are we going to see a crazy shift in the banking industry within the next month or two months? No, we're still going to have borrower demand catching up to that interest rate changes that are going to happen here shortly. So that's always a delay there. But I do think interest rates are going to rise. I do think that in general, with such the liquidity in the market, people are still going to look for that return that they want, and they want a safe of return as possible because we've got inflation coming around. And so one of the f- aspects that helps with even monetizing TIF is that we can give that developer an increased return on investment. And that happens because A, they're not putting their own cash in upfront. They're putting our cash in. So there's a return there of not having to put the same amount of equity in that was originally required. And then on the plus side, when we structure our loans, we have early payoff happening as we collect because of our margining and our net present value factors. And so our loan gets paid off early, which means that they also get a kicker at the end. So that really helps um, with their return on investment, which I think is very important for investors to keep in mind too, is that when these projects have tip monetization associated with, you probably are getting more bang for your buck.
0: Wow. That That's, I can see from my perspective, for a lot of developers or for a lot of economic developers, your service is something that we would want to know about. And we'd want to share with the developers that are in our regions and who are bidding on projects and our tips. And I, it's a win-win for everybody. You know, yes, I think absolutely. This, I, wow. Yeah. I, I really appreciate having you on and you coming on the show today and, and talking about this, because this is a whole thing that I didn't know. Anything about we don't? I don't have a TIF that here in the county that I have to deal with, and so this mm-hmm. is all new to me. I remember this from my economic development finance classes, but hearing it from your perspective, from the banking side, that that's just interesting. So, if any of our listeners would like to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to make contact with you?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple ways. One is go to our website, and which is www.northwestbank.com and slash TIF. Um, where you can actually get right to the TIFF page and find how to connect with me directly. You can also fill out an inquiry there that will go directly uh, to us to follow up with you as well if you have any TIFF questions. So happy to answer, and you can call our number as well.
0: And what is your number? I'll put that one My number is 563-388-2555. 2555. Excellent. Emily, it's been a great pleasure having you on today. You've answered a lot of questions. I hope that you've created a lot of new questions in our listeners' minds and that they'll reach out to you. Uh, you've been a great guest. I'm going to have you back and explain some other banking concepts to us at some point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Happy to do so at any time.
0: So okay. no problem. Excellent. And we'll link to that What is a TIFF uh, YouTube video in the show notes so that they can you can watch that as well. Perfect. Anyway, Thank you very much, um, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.